welcome to the round preview brought to you by Footy Live and Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians, they're welcoming home each month. Talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Before I talk to Simmons, once again, I'm going to speak to my trusty co-hosts, Gordon Meredith and Nick Gullimino. Welcome, boys. Thanks, Jimmy. Who's excited for round two? Oh, mate. I can't, I can't wait. Nicholas, are you excited? Nick reckons Hawks are going to win the flag. No, I don't reckon we'll win the flag, but I think we might be a chance this week. Of course you do. We'll talk about that a little later on. We will. We will. No, I'm, I'm super pumped uh, for round two. So let's get straight into it. My must-watch game is tonight, Western Bulldogs-Carlton. It has to be, and all eyes are on this game for a lot of different reasons. The first reason, obviously, the Luke Beveridge saga last week. Everyone's looking at him. Caro reckons, is he is he still equipped to coach? Is, everything, is he unravelling? Um, you know, Robbo wanted to ask if he's okay. But Luke Beveridge, how's he going to handle all this external pressure because he was uh, rattled last week? So we'll see if that fizzles down to the playing group and see how they're influenced. But also... I want to see Jamari Hugo Hagen and, and see what he can bring to this side because last week they only had one man. They had Aaron Norton. Yes, he kicked he kicked a few goals, but still they relied too heavily on him. So if you go into the same man inside 50 all the time, you can chop it off. And that's the reason they didn't win in the end, the Doggies. I thought they were pretty impressive um, in other aspects of the game and the Ds were just just sublime they were perfect but um, I'm really interested to see the doggies response and then Carlton as well are they the real deal because all the Carlton fans reckon they are and every Carlton fan that I've asked has said the Blues win this one it doesn't matter that chair is out no problem no issues Sam Walsh is straight in and the midfield is superb that's what they reckon but I want to see tonight what can they do are they getting too excited because they beat the Tigers or are they the real deal? If they beat the Doggies, we can classify them the real deal. And Michael Voss, the man, is going to be coaching from Zoom because he's got COVID. So there's so many stories out of this one, boys. I'm excited yeah. about it. You've what mentioned a lot of the stories there. It was a great little headline wrap there from you, Jimmy, and you're excited. <laughs> I feel like you've, you've transitioned fully. Last year we gave you a bit of stick because you were gifted a Blues membership. This yeah. year you're just owning it. You're all aboard Voss's coach. You're I'm all not. aboard. I'm, you're all I'm aboard just... Walsh, Walsh coming back straight back in. So you are excited to see the Blues be the real deal. You are as quick with the green pen as Nick is with the red pen. I'm not. Yeah, I, I literally you, you I can't if they take, win, but yeah, they're not going to win. They're not going to win, Gordo. And even that's if they the... did, it doesn't matter. But so how does this work out? How does this work out? Because Carlton played like fast, ferocious football. They played dogs football. But dogs beat teams that play dogs football. The only yeah. team that dogs struggle against really is Melbourne. And can Carlton replicate that? Well, probably not. Are you yeah. answering your own question? Well, or yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rhetorical question, but it's also open to you there as well. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was just going to say that I, I think that the doggies midfield will be too good mm. uh, for Carlton's midfield. I mean, you, you play in Richmond last week. The midfield was, was subpar. I mean, contested ball was, was not good. Clearances were not good. They got bullied around the footy from a Carlton team who wanted to hit the ball harder, and they showed it in the forward line as well with 14 tackles inside 50. I think the doggies will will spook them because it's not a it's not a Richmond team that they played last week. This is the doggies team who were up against Melbourne last week and matched them in in some areas in the midfield. So I think that's that's going to be the uh, the focus there. Win it out of the middle. Get in fast. So you don't hmm. want to be getting slow for the doggies and letting popping it up for Norton. I, I hope Jamara has a good game tonight. I'm, hmm. I'm, you know, 
I'm bullish about Jamara. Actually, am go. I? I'm not expecting a lot of it from him, to be honest. I hope he has a good game. I think the big contest to uh, to circle is Norton versus Wiedering. It's the one that's being talked about. You mentioned Wiedering in the Monday show and how much he's brought in. He's vice-captain now. He's come a long way, Wiedering, from being a a high draft pick for the Blues, and now he's paying off. The two young guns of the competition as well. Exactly. And words have been thrown around. Apparently, Norton is Kerry-esque which, you know, is a massive overreaction for a round performance when they didn't win. But, um, wow. but there you go. And so that will be one of the, the clinching, clinching moments, I reckon. And as you said, we, they shouldn't be as Norton-focused, but can Norton step up under the pressure knowing that he is a one-man show up forward? He was one-man show, you four goals last week. Still, I reckon mm. you could bag tonight. <laughs> so that's my one to watch. Nicholas? Yeah, I, I think the must-watch game for the weekend is Sydney versus Geelong. And I think every Sydney game until oh, Buddy Kiss's 1,000th yeah. goal uh, will be a must-watch game because you won't want to miss a piece of history, as if you would. And all the people running onto the field, um, it's going to be a great sight. So it, it has to be that. It has to be that. But um, also, I, I saw something online today that saw Buddy being compared to the likes of Gary Ablett Senior and mm-hmm. um, and also Wayne Carey. And mm-hmm. I think it has to be said when you when you put their stats up against each other and you know all their records and everything, Buddy Buddy might be the best of those three. The he best might. of all time, you reckon? Uh, yeah, best best forward of all time. Well, he's going to crack the thousandth, something that. Uh, Wayne Carey didn't do. I think they're level on premierships as well. Wayne Carey does pip him for uh, best and fairest, I believe, but I think Buddy as well has played in better teams than what Wayne Carey did. And Franklin, I, I just think he's, you know, more goals, more games, more um, more everything really besides that. And, yeah, he's just got more career highlights. But I'm no interested way. to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one because I think Carey – um, it was obviously the team was revolved around him. I mean, Lance Franken had a lot of, obviously also brilliant, but he had a lot of good players delivering to him. I mean, some superb midfielders coming out and delivering it on his chest. Um, I think that makes a difference as well. When you, you but are you more, saying that the, the kangaroos of 96 and 99 didn't have excellent midfielders putting it on Wayne Carey's no. chest? That was the no, whole game plan, as, put it on his chest. Not as good as Hawthorne. Yeah, it was Pagan's, uh, Pagan's Paddock. No, Hawthorne's mid, Hawthorne had a better team. Than, than what North did in that in that era. So, mm. uh, but still, I don't know. It's hard to say. They're two different games, aren't they? It's a different yeah. different style of game. What it was, but, I mean. And I suppose we come to these. Too young to com- I'm going to say I'm too young to comment. To be honest, yeah. And we come to these arguments because they are clearly the three best forwards of their eras. Well, I call it them was... discussions, not arguments. Well, you know, everything's an argument for you these there days. There you go. Debate, <laughs> debate, Contest. Good one. Yes. But yeah, it, it was Gary Ablett Senior. Mel passed on to Kerry. Mel passed on to, to Buddy. There's no argument that Buddy is the best forward of our lifetime, like of us watching football. Mm. Her era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you have a tip for that game, Nicholas? Uh, I'm going to stick with Geelong. I don't think Buddy will crack the thousandth, but oh, I, will, I will be watching <laughs> it. Anticlimax anyway. that was. You, you don't want to miss it, but buddy, it's not going to happen. You might you never, miss oh, it. That's guys. just my tip, but I think the Cats will win. Yeah. Don't worry about watching it. He's not going to hit the thousand anyway. I think you never know. Win. You never know with Buddy. I think the captain win. This is that. That is that the actual game we often do, uh, Gordo, in the article. Which are the 50-50 ones that are going to win your tipping comps? 
Uh, I had a shocking uh, round in round one with tipping, but I think this is a one that it's going to be, it's a 50-50 game because some of your mates are going to go Sydney, some will go Geelong. I reckon you go Geelong for this one. The way they played last week was superb. Yes, Essendon was shocking, but I think also don't underestimate the power of Geelong to play fast and slow footy and control it because the Swans do like to play quick and daring football. I think Geelong can hold possession if, you know they're getting um, they're getting scored heavily against. I think that Geelong can can play different styles of of game, and they've also got that contested um, ball that they can win. We saw Dangerfield last week was enormous, and so a fit Dangerfield is a dangerous Dangerfield. I think it'll be dangerous once again, and he'll get Geelong over the line. So the only difference here though is that Geelong played against an Eston side that offered no resistance whatsoever, and Sydney last round came out and broke all the pressure factor records. Uh, for a round one performance. So I think yeah. they'll be given, an, like, you know, last week they can they showed they can play fast, free football, but they did it without any defensive pressure against them. Can they replicate that Geelong against a very aggressively defensive Sydney side that's, you know, can does do it on both sides of the ball and did it against a better side in GOS last week? On the Is that a rhetorical question well? or that's a real question again? <laughs> that's a real question. These are uh, all real questions. Uh, no, yes, I think they can. I think, <laughs> I think Geelong will win this one. I think they're more experienced than the Swannies. Um, I, was re- I really like what I saw last week from Geelong, so mm. I'm, I'm tipping them. Not comfortably, Hist- but I reckon they can get it done by two History goals. is in your favour here too, Jimmy, because uh, five of the last six between the these two team. has been won by the underdogs. Oh, the underdogs. Underdogs win these games. We'll be back after a quick break. That's good. I like it. Upsets. Upsets we want to see. Nico has one. This is the one he was talking about before. This Port needs Adelaide a lot of Hawthorne. explaining. This needs a lot of explaining, Nico. No, I don't think it needs that You guys like calling me biased in this. You are biased. A little bit hopeful from my end. The entry but... list, though, for Port Adelaide, that's the reason here. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I honestly believe the Hawks have a sniff. I, I'm, I'm not too bullish on them actually winning, but I think they have a chance to cause an upset. There's potential there. Um <laughs> Far from perfect, mate. Far from per- perfect against North Melbourne last week. It was a scrappy game. Not pretty mm. at all. But the pressure is off Sam Mitchell. The pressure is off the playing group. Not we, yet they we, beat North. Yeah, but the, that's the first win. The monkey's <laughs> off the back. The monkey, and that, the that's back. all that matters, I think, um, in terms of you know mental pressure. Because it was a um, difficult transition last year. We know it didn't go pretty between you know. Alistair Clarkson and Sam Mitchell, but mm. um, the first win's done. It's out of the way, and they can play more freely now, I believe. And, yeah, I, I, I expect to see more free-flowing performance for sure. And then, yeah, you mentioned the the injuries on Port Adelaide side, mate. They they, they were falling like flies last week. Alia Alia's out, Trent McKenzie, Dersma, um, potentially Robbie Gray. And then they're already missing Charlie Dixon, Clurie, Fantasia. Mm. And then the Hawks. 
on their end, they bring back Luke Bruce, Ben McAvoy, the skipper, and Ooh. possibly possibly Will Day. So it's 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 interesting. I think there is potential there. I wouldn't go throwing your house on it or anything like that, but just <laughs> especially not your Simmons eye on this. There is potential for an upset. So all the numbers are against you, though, Nico. So last week, first question though. So they're bringing back the old guard for the away game, but why? So the field you, um, the team you fielded last week was your youngest since round seven, two thousand and ten, mm. with an average games of sixty nine. Yeah. So why not just why not just embrace that and go like as you said, this is probably a oh, schedule. You can't loss. leave McAvoy out. You can't leave the skipper out, and the Bruce skipper is out. one of the oh, better players. Yeah, and Bruce as well. Um, they they only missed last week because of COVID protocols. They either had COVID or they were close contact. So you would expect them to come back in. Mm. Will Day as well is one of the uh, is the best of the younger brigade. So he'll be a welcome return too if he's ready to go. So I don't think it'll make the team too much older. Just, yeah, a little bit more experience. And you're going away against Port Adelaide. You, you just don't want to get smashed. That, that's mm. the thing. So They won't win. If, if, if it's going to, you know, help us be more competitive um, by bringing in two experienced players, then absolutely bring them in. And th- that'll help the young kids. That'll, you know, keep them on their toes for the big occasion. I thought yeah. Port Adelaide was still okay last week. I mean, they they dropped off at the end, and it was probably to do with those injuries that that you've mentioned there. They the, a lot of them came late in the game. Still think uh, Hawthorne are very very young, even with the experience coming in. I mean, they were very scrappy last week. I like the way that they played. It was a bit more entertaining than what we saw with Clarko, but still, skills weren't fantastic. I don't think they'll be able to compete with Port Adelaide, even though Port have a lot of outs, um, especially over there, Adelaide Oval. Uh, the fans will get behind them, and I think, yeah, Port Adelaide will win pretty comfortably think, in the end. I think the key here, as Nico mentioned, is not getting smashed early. So the Hawks have only led a quarter time in seven of their last 25 games. They're always chasing, and you don't want to be chasing mm. Port Port away. And so I think that's that's the moment. We'll know if this game this game could be over a quarter time, and if it is over in Port's favour, then there's no point tuning back in until uh, next week's for the Hawkers fans. Just follow it, it on the app. I do have a question, though, for both of you. This is a legitimate question. Oh, is this, okay, not a rhetorical. Here do we, we overrate Port because of their ability to bounce back? So they've won each time they've lost. They've won the next game on the last nine occasions. So they had, they've rarely ever lost in the last two years back-to-back. Yeah, that's because they're, they're super good at beating the teams underneath them, mm. and then they and they don't really do well the, against the top teams. Mm. We saw last year there was always that question mark. They finished first and second, what is it, the last two seasons. So I see you've still got to be good to, to finish there. Mm. Like you, how you perform in home and away, you can be judged on that. I know when it comes to the crunch in a preliminary, they haven't haven't won it, but I don't think we overestimate. Like I'm still not 100% sold on their mentality because they lose the blockbusters come finals. But against Hawthorne, I mean, come on. Mm. Scheduling for a win, and also yeah, that that win. away record compared to their home record as well. They rarely play two games interstate back to back. So, yeah, when, whenever they do lose, uh, they always have like a home game to come back to, and they tend to do well at home mm. too. So, um, yeah, look, that's just that's just my tip. I think there is potential there, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens, and we'll see what happens with these tipping comp winners segment that we've got here gordo you reckon you've got have you got richmond gws you reckon I this, do. Is, this is the one that's gonna separate you from your mate is it well i feel like 
There are a lot of Richmond fans out there. Therefore, there's a lot of Richmond fans in tipping comps. And a Look wise man separates himself from the Richmond fans. Wise, when we're winning, it's we Tigers, us. Uh, there's one thing. Look. There's one thing I'm always clear on. It's never we. Unless I'm taking the field, I'm not really involved. I just yes, sit here, I watch, I look up some stats. So, but um, I feel like most people have jumped off the Richmond bandwagon, except for the Richmond fans. Oh, Robo, ready, ready. Did you see the, his his comment? Already, they're done. He said they're done. They're done. done. Well, if you define, like, are they premiership contenders this year? Well, Caro's picked, Caro's Ma- picked them for may- the premiership. Maybe, but it's a very small Robert's maybe. Put a line the, the, red, the red crayon is out, I think, if you're a, <laughs> if you're a Nick Wilhelminio uh, type of character. But this week could this week it was meant to be the week where they could prove themselves. I think now with Dusty looking likely to miss on Sunday, it kind of puts a bit of asterisk against it saying, well, now we can just say a scheduled loss because oh, geez. who's left in this side? Who's left in this side to take on a giant side that competed well against the against the Swans? Prestia out as well. It weakens the midfield. We saw how much they struggled last week without Prestia when he went off against Carlton. And GWS's midfield is very potent. Well, if you think about it, GWS's GWS's midfield is actually the better ones that Carlton couldn't afford to poach. So, like, it's a good midfield. It's a good midfield. So, so the whole why you're saying this is because you think. Tip GWS, a lot of you mates are going to tip Richmond. Is Basically, that yes. Every okay. Richmond fan believes, still believes that they are premiership contenders. And if you're a premiership contender, you're beating GWS because they're a mid-tier t- team at this, at this stage of, of the season. Oh, so, round two. Round, like, but in terms of like, they're <laughs> yeah, not, they're not in the top tier. They're not in the top tier. So they, yeah, Richmond should uh, be winning this they, game they if they are contenders. Yeah. Okay. If they are contenders. Therefore, if you want to get up on the tips, this is the one to do. Go in with go in with the Giants. Don't forget about the fact that Richmond's at the MCG and they always win at the MCG and that they've beaten the Giants their last six times. Forget about all those facts and stats because they're old, they're old glory day Richmond stats. They don't stack up anymore. It's a different team, it's a different era, it's a different type of football. They've been found out. It's time to move on. Wow. Take a breath and pick the Giants. They've been found, found out. Now. He well, way. What I will we, say we, is. We, Oh, you go. No, I was just going to say, just quickly, if if Richmond had have won last week, you would not be saying this. And the reason, look, they gave away eight 50-meter penalties and four of them resulted in direct goals. They lost by four goals. They didn't play, they didn't play great. And I was still in the contest, they, really. Yeah, against and, Carlton. Against, yeah, a, against yeah. a Carlton side that uh, Richmond goes and beats up on for the last decade. All right, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm still tipping the Tigers. Don't worry, and that's okay. why and that's why it's a 50 50 pick because exactly. you can get that's some right. legs. That's why it is, it is a 50 50 pick. So, yes, no, we uh, always we are always waiting for Richmond to bounce back and you know show yeah. that Tiger of old. So, um, for a while now, like since what was it around 12 or 13 last year, we haven't really seen it every week. We go into the round thinking, oh, this is the week that Richmond come back. Um, the last game that Richmond did. Bands back and showed their best was against GWS last year, actually. So, well, when they got done by 32 points in round 22, no, not round 22, the one earlier in the season when Dusty knocked over the uh, the, the goal the, umpire, it was at Marvel Stadium. The downfall really happens. Oh, yeah, that's right. The the one that you're very lucky to win, I do remember that, oh. but um, <laughs> no, the, the downfall really happens. Um, yeah, after the bye, I feel, and yeah. It, it really hasn't been the same Richmond team since. What a blockbuster. Fremantle and St. Kilda. Sorry. Let's get back to that. <laughs> Nicholas, this is the one that's going to decide it. 
Yeah, and that's going contrary to um, Richmond fans being optimistic about their teams. I think Saints fans um, are a bit pessimistic and they they will be, yeah, well, after a disappointing result last week, they feel they would have, they should have beaten Collingwood. Um, Mm. And I feel like a lot of of just general footy supporters would probably feel the same. And going into this game against Fremantle in Perth, they, I mean, you you wouldn't really trust St Kilda on an occasion like this, but I do think they tend to bounce back. Uh, I do feel they're a stronger outfit than the Dockers, um, and Freo could still be missing a few key players. So these are the ones people generally tend to go against the Saints. But I, I just want to put a warning out there to maybe you know don't get don't let your emotion um, overtake the your footy knowledge on this one. So I'd probably stick with the Saints and, yeah, just back in the better team. Better team. Well, look, Fremantle could have won by a lot more uh, last week if they had a kick straight. Well, they kick 18 behinds. In front of goal, they were pretty shocking. So we'll see if they can kick straight against the Saints. They should be able to do the job. But like you said, Nicholas, anything can happen. And anything can happen in Supercoach, which I was saying. My mate Frankie's about to delete his app after a shocking week one. Can you save him? And also Gordo's been asking us advice as well. He wants to know, Nicholas, what you should yeah. do in Supercoach this week. Well, the opening week and the opening – actually, the opening two weeks is all about getting your rookies right, mate. If you mm. miss the boat on rookies – You just made me. You've stuffed your season up completely because everyone will already have a head start against you. You mm. need to have the right rookies that are going to make you the most money from the beginning. It gives you the platform for the rest of the season, gives you that money to spend and upgrade on premium players. So you need to, if you haven't got any of the following plays, you need to get them in. Jack Hayes from St. Kilda, who was Ooh, brilliant yes. last week. He's going to make a lot of money. Nick Martin, although he won't be playing in round two, he's going to be making a lot of money. Josh Rochelle off his five-goal display. Nick Dacos as well scored pretty well on his debut. Um, so they're the ones you have to bring in. Even Horn Francis and Paddy McCartan too, I think, um, they're going to be ones that are going to be playing every week. So if you mm. don't have them, you've got to get those cash cows in right now and get your season off on the right foot. I love it, Nicholas. Well said. Well done. You are the super coach king and we love you for it. Uh, put your house on it picks brought to you by Simmons Homes. Put your house on it if you don't have a Simmons Homes because you'd never put, you'd never risk anything about a Simmons Home because it's so sturdy and stable and you want to live in it for the rest of your life. Gordo, give us your prop and then your pick for this week. All right, so the prop is tonight in the West and Bulldogs Carlton game. It's all about Liber, Tom Libertore. Liber. He was arguably. Bulldogs' best player in the grand final, 23 disposals, 15 contested, eight tackles, seven clearances, and that's how he rolled all season long. He was a contested ball pig, and he just loved to get those clearances. He was in and under, tough and gritty, and he was their barometer. Mm. And when uh, he showed up, they won, and when he didn't, well, then things got a bit tricky. Got a bit tricky last week. Round one, 14 disposals, only three contested, only four tackles, and only one clearance. Three contested possessions. Jeez, that's what like. On top of that, he only attended one set of bounds for the whole game. So it seems like his role in round one was was different to his role last year. And I, it's his fewest attended ever in his entire career. So I'm guessing based on the fact that they're going to have to shake some things up, they've got some emissions, they've got some changes to the team list for round two, I'm going to see a Liber resurgence. You'll see him back at centre bounces. You'll back see him in back middle. in yeah. the clearances. Liber to get 20-plus disposals. I like Put it. your house on it. Put your house on the win as well. Bang. Love it. And uh, the pick... 
I'm going against Nico here. It's Port no. over Hawthorne. As you said, don't let emotions get in the way of your footy brain. Just pick the better team. <laughs> and the better team is Port. So, and as we said, they bounce back. They've won nine of their last matches after losing as favourites. And so, as we said, that's where we rate them so highly or at least respect them. They never lose in chunks or back-to-back games and they won't lose on the weekend. They'll win it. Why is Nick so happy? Put your Simmons house on it. Why is that happy, Nicholas? I'm not happy. <laughs> You're just smiling. You're just enjoying it. You're just enjoying this ride. This it is a good smile. ride. Gordo explains it really well. I want yep. you to tell me, Nicholas, your prop and your pick. Uh, my prop is for Hawkins to kick three or more goals. I feel like every time Jeremy Cameron's not in the side, mm. um, the ball just ends up going Hawkins' way much more often. He, um, I can't tell you the exact numbers. I haven't come as prepared as Gordon here, but That's he okay. does. He has, does he, has he been officially ruled out, shots, Nicholas? Marks. Hey, Jeremy Cameron officially because I know he was taking the plane up there, but we haven't. Oh, well, I mean, he came off last week. If, if Jeremy Cameron does play, then I probably wouldn't back uh, Hawkins in to kick <laughs> at least three goals or more. But I'm backing. Um, I, I don't think Jeremy Cameron will play. So that's yeah. what I'm going for. I think, yeah, he averages more scoring shots, more marks. As soon as he went off last week, what, what did Hawkins end up with? Four goals, two, so six scoring shots and eight marks. Mm. Um, and he does tend to have a good record against Sydney as well. There you go. I'm back in the big man, the big Tom Hawk, to have a big day out. And my pick is Brisbane over Essendon. I was really disappointed with the way Essendon played last week. Um, they looked very poor. I'm not sure if they'll be able to turn it around against Brisbane um, this week. I think the Lions will come out firing and they should beat them easily. Nicely done. Very good, Nicholas. I like it. I'll end with mine. My prop is Christian Petrarca to get 30 possessions or more. Reason being is no team seems to want to shut him down. I mean, he just runs right. I mean, even in the granny we saw, even last week, he wasn't really tied down or tagged. Not even tagged, just someone run close to him. I still think against the Gold Coast, he'll be too good. He's just a bull. He's just getting better and better. He was back training as soon as the grand final was over two weeks later, back on the field. He wants to get, he wants to be a legend of the game. And I think against the Suns, he'll run right. He'll get 30 possessions. If you want any time goal scorer, that'll be a little handy multi. Uh, my pick is the Tigers over GWS. Um, they'll win. Tigers will win. Don't you worry. We're back. No explanation. No, no explanation. No, I don't know. no, no reasoning. Okay. Just, no. just a pure gut feel. Nah, just gut feel. I'm letting emotions override my my footy knowledge here. Just emotions. Richmond. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Watch, Richmond will win. If if Richmond do win, my uh, my pick would be Noah Bolter to be best on ground. Why is he going to kick a bag up forward? But um, Richmond are too too tall up forward. No, so I'd, I'd see him playing, going back and playing in in defence where he started last week. Yeah, and, and then playing that Blakely role. So Sydney's catalyst was Blakely running off the off the back line, 22-year-old, 195 centimetres, ripping and tearing through the guts. Um, Noah, Noah Bolter, 22-year-old, 195 centimetres, similar style player. No, the same height. They better be, you know, <laughs> be. just, just roll, roll through the Blakey style and, uh, and get it. the job done. It won't happen, but if it does happen, that's, <laughs> that's why Richmond will win is because Noah has had an absolute bolter. I love it. Oh, very nicely done. Hashtag footy live. Everyone get involved. It's been another great edition of the round preview. We hope your tips go well. And, and make sure you check out the article as well because uh, our full list of tips for this round will be there. So if you get if we get them wrong, you can abuse us. All our emails will be there and our Twitter handles. So get involved. Thank you for joining us. We'll speak to you soon.